Blinded by blood red and lonely 
Welcome to Gimlet Talks. I'm Cameron Hoadley, and I'm sitting here with Sasha Adrian. And I'm going to go down the list of names. So I got Jonas, Rasmus, Sasha, and Asker, and Maya. And we heard you guys play a few tunes, which is really nice to hear. And I just wanted to start off this conversation with like how you all met and like kind of where that started. Yeah. I mean, I think we all met through me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maya and I went to a, a school together, a boarding school. We roomed together uh, at a music school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were roomi- roomies. Um, yeah. Uh, in half a year yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then after that, I went to school with Rasmus at a music school. Uh, I just really liked the way they both played music, too. And I guess they're general personalities too fit in well and uh <laughs> yeah and and then i contacted eska and Jonas as well when we were ready to start a band <laughs> like these other four guys all went to the same kind of boarding school and i think you all have overlaps or maybe not you i don't remember no okay so i stayed there one semester with maya and then maya stayed there one semester with eska and then Jonas yeah. stayed there afterwards, but it's the same school that basically a lot of musicians in Denmark have gone there <laughs> at one time or another. Yeah, no, and I, I hear that kind of through the grapevine with other uh, Danish bands as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how far back would you say, like, you two started, like, you we know, being creative with each other? Is that where it started? And then it kind of gradually added the other members, or...? Mm, I I wrote the songs. Um, I started writing the songs for this project a few years ago, and and then when I felt like I was ready to start a band around it, I originally contacted you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Because we played Actually, together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it just felt natural to have Maya in the mix too, and I liked her voice too. That <laughs> also was good, and she's a multi instrumentalist, so. Yeah, yeah, the harmonies in the background were nice to hear, too. <laughs> yeah, like <very> thanks. <laughs> we think, too. Yeah, <laughs> and I asked around for these two guys, but, um, yeah, it's, I feel like it's a good match now. <laughs> I feel so, too, definitely. Yeah. Me, too. I remember it as uh, actually quite a, uh, like, a, what's that called? Like a hard uh, start for the band. So we had this... Um, appointment. I don't know what that's called. Rehearsal like dates yeah. or something. Like a date. <laughs> so perfect. It was like yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this day we will meet, and then we all met. And I hadn't seen any of these, like not Sasha, but Eskamaya and Jonas. I hadn't seen or met any of them before the first uh, rehearsal date. date. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. It wasn't really like okay, we can try, and then we tried different things. It was like the first day. Okay, we will try to play some random. Song well, not really random, actually. Okay. We played Halloween Party, <laughs> the one that we were just playing uh, before. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of worked out from the beginning. I think we all felt the chemistry was there. We haven't changed that song much mm. since that first rehearsal, mm. actually. Wow, yeah. so that, that would be the origin, then, is that you mm. wanted to, since you never met some of these in particu- uh, individuals in particular, that um, it kind of uh, set the expectation for like your relationship of like, okay, we got this project and we're going to mm-hmm. keep moving forward with it. So yeah. like, even some of you start off as friends and then wanted to develop a project together. Sometimes that can be difficult, but if you already have the expectation, then like it can be more fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was this last year where this started? Yeah. Uh, in March or something last year. Seems about right. Yeah. Mm. 
right when Corona hit us. Yeah, we practice at a, a school, an elementary school. And oh, uh, I remember they were closed down for Corona. And so we could just go there and play all the time because <laughs> yeah. yeah. there are no kids there. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's nice. It worked out kind of nice for us. Mm. Yeah, and we had plenty of time to practice as well. Yeah, because we didn't have any other plans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and we all, like, um, we, we cleared the, I don't know what that's called, like the um, admittance period. So we had to talk a bit in the in the beginning, like if if uh, someone doesn't like the songs, and we we need to be able to speak to each other if something isn't working. Yeah, we did a lot of uh, communication uh, in the beginning. We talked a lot about how is this process going, and uh, how do we we want to talk to each other during rehearsal? Like, is it okay to criticize, and is it okay to? say kind of upfront because I'm kind of an upfront person so I, I was like guys I don't hate you I just hate the thing that you do right now <laughs> or something like that you know and it's nothing personal but I love the thing that you do when you do that and yeah but it's nice because it's a very good process you know yeah. where we can be creative and say like Rasmus uh, try to play like this uh, Jonas do that uh, a lot I think um, and it's really nice because it's like a creative process where we um, yeah like <laughs> come with inputs to each other's uh, roles in the songs and yeah so yeah. it's really nice feels yeah. really organic yeah mm. yeah <laughs> so how did you come across like the genre of music is it correct if I say it's not indie pop or is it a mix of indie pop and then it's got like the from what I read is loaf lo-fi musical aesthetic yeah yeah just kind of that garage rock aesthetic <laughs> that's perfect but yeah. like where did that uh inspiration to want to go into that genre come from um for me it came from phoebe bridges yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i uh, heard her first album a few years ago and i just completely fell in love with it and then from there, I kind of got into a Spotify algorithmic loop that yeah. just took me all around that genre. Yeah. And then I also... Um, yeah, that exists. Yeah. Like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> they just recommend the same, like, loop of But it's artists. perfect. It's a really yeah, good it's loop. Nice. <laughs> it's, <a nice> loop. <laughs> it's hard to escape it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then in that loop, I think, was also Julia Jacqueline, mm -hmm. who's an Australian artist. And um, Rasmus had the band merch merchandise the sweater from julia jacqueline and one day at school i was just like oh my god do you listen to julia jacqueline because he was wearing the crushing uh sweatshirt uh and from there we kind of found out that we both liked the same indie music and, and yeah yeah and i think before we started the band i sent you all a playlist with references of like phoebe bridgers and julia jacqueline jillian baker boy genius Haley hendrix all this yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I was asking, like, do you like this music? Because it was really important to me that you guys could kind of contribute with that sound. Because, yeah. I mean, if, mm -hmm. if you didn't think that was something you wanted to, like, give to the songs, then it wasn't going to work. But you all said you liked it. And <laughs> it seems like you really did because you are, yeah, helping get the project in that direction. Yeah. Not I would say, especially you being like the leading role in this, uh, have you, any of you done other bands? Like, have you been a part of other bands before? Is this some of your first time, like, do, being a part of a project? I think that we all, we've been playing music for, for a lot of years and have been yeah. playing in, in a lot of bands, I think. Um, and 
because we all went to the same boarding school that you mentioned earlier, uh, you do nothing but play music for like half a year and then play in four or five different bands at, at once, um, just mixing uh, with, with the other musicians. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and for example, Aska and I have been playing in another band together. Uh, not anymore, but yeah, so before we came uh, in this project, uh, we've been playing together, and Sasha and I have been playing together before, and yeah, so in different uh, constellations, uh, but yeah. yeah. Um, so I think we've all been in other bands uh, before, yeah. I mean, it's good to kind of find that community of people. You're very lucky to mm -hmm. have gone to a similar school where everyone wants to start a project and experiment with genres. Like, have you gone into, like, metal at all, like being a bassist or a guitarist? Or, um, I mean, because you play the piano, have you wanted to explore other elements of that or actually including it into lo-fi? Is this, like, your first time trying to experiment, like, doing that in this, uh, especially with Sasha? Uh, like... Playing piano or synthesizer yeah, or like with the drums in the background. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I started playing um, guitar, um, and then uh, yeah, at my second semester with Esker at the uh, boarding school, I started playing uh, piano. Some yeah, like <laughs> real. Was that, was real that the piano. first time you did? Uh, yeah, I've never been like playing piano. I did not real know. <laughs> <laughs> real piano. Um, so, actually, it was a turning point for me, I think. Uh, and right now, I don't play that much guitar, actually. So, uh, it's kind of, yeah, pretty much this project that have um, been the uh, inspiration for me uh, to discover uh, the synthesizer and, yeah, the p piano even more. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's actually really good to hear. Uh, if I can uh, pivot real quick to like, what was the first show like for you guys? If you like had the written <laughs> material, <laughs> like uh, I'm assuming there's something behind that. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, the first show was this uh, pseudo festival last summer because everything was closed down last summer, and some of your th your friends actually, right, from Kellen yeah. yeah. So I have a girlfriend who's <laughs> Damn. she's coming from Kellen in Denmark. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So <laughs> they have this uh, community of of um, volunteers and like um, I don't know how to call it. Yeah. Uh, cultural uh, persons. Like they like culture and music and art and making things like you guys are making here. And uh, when Nagi Festival, which is a really nice festival. Got cancelled last year. They were like, "Screw this! We're making our own." And then um, I think you guys also know some of them. They yeah. have this yeah. like community of people, and uh, they've been at the same boarding school as, <laughs> as you the guys. The same boarding yeah. school. <laughs> 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 this is a really large community of yeah. people. Yeah. I feel like we should also just maybe name drop it yeah. now yeah. that <laughs> we talk so much <laughs> yeah. about that yeah. school. Yeah. So it's the Rhythmiska High School. And yeah. you should go to high school. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's in V. It's in V. Anyway, so they put together this small festival of, like, I don't know, not not that many people. It's just, like, friends got together and they put up a stage and they asked if anyone had a band and 
we said, yeah, we do. We have a band. We can play a concert. Um, so it was a little bit spontaneous, but then we played, I think, six or seven songs there, and it was our debut concert as a band. Mm. I yeah. really remember Jonas's face when he saw the guitar amplifier. <laughs> because, like, Jonas is, like, he, he likes, I don't know, just um, a lot of power behind the sound. It's yeah. when it's we wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, there they had this, uh, it was good. Like, um, yeah, I don't want to criticize it. It was really nice that they put up the stage, but it was, like, way too small for Jonas. So when you saw it, you could just see us, like, this okay, what's the, where's the amplifier? And it was like, okay, it's right there. <laughs> Do you it was have quite small. Bigger? It felt like it was sort of like a like a Bluetooth speaker or something. Yeah. Oh, it was like yeah. I think it was like this big. Yeah. And you know, I just really like the twin reverb. Yeah, you're kind of it's a big a and it's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> You have a lot of gear. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a lot of gear. <laughs> he lives yeah. in this really small bedroom, and it ha it's just cut, has gear from like <laughs> up to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just flight cases and <laughs> guitars, and yeah. So that's the last gig we played without knowing what amplifier we were gonna have. Yeah. Next time we yeah. were yes. more, uh, <laughs> yeah, more specific about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of setting up your own festival and taking that initiative. And, I mean, this is a one of the more unique times for everyone, is mm. that you started a band and then, like, COVID kind of took over. Mm. So what was, especially for you guys, what has that, like, process, like, throughout that time looked like for you all? I actually think it was quite lucky. Not to, like, I, I wouldn't, yeah. I, the yeah, pandemic, of course, is not good, but yeah. But <laughs> yeah. COVID yeah. meant for us that we had a lot of time to practice before uh, any jobs were even available. So yeah. I think we got to know each other very well uh, yeah. and, and played a lot of music together before we even stood on stage, before other people. Yeah. Uh, and I think that helped us. Yeah. Um, also definitely. feels like it was kind of a low-pressure thing because mm. there wasn't that pressure of like, oh, we need to go out and get jobs right now because there aren't any... Yeah. So you could just us, focus on just the project. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was good, definitely. So it worked out in our favor a little bit. Yeah. And when was that festival show? Like, what was the actual day? Like the in date? August. Oh, do you know? In August last year. Mm. Yeah. Last August summer. last year. Yeah. Because I know a lot of the production team uh, are familiar with Insp. Yeah. And yeah. that most of them, I think, actually all of them are going to speak on your behalf. Uh, mm. That was their introduction to you guys. Uh, actually, that was our second show because it was yeah. like our the second ah, show was yeah. our official show. This little festival thing was just wow. private, and uh, yeah, that it isn't you know on social media. We called the second one our first show because it was public. The other one was private, you know. But yeah, a lot of people from Insp probably yeah got to know us when we played out there at Bellstone. That was in November last year. But that mm. was the first real concert. With the good amplifier and <laughs> yeah, and like an unknown audience and yeah. just kind yeah. of playing. Yeah. So, yeah. how did that feel? Like kind of figuring that out because you guys were the opener for Anasia, mm -hmm. and um, being able to you know hope that this can kind of continue and just playing in front of that unknown unknown audience. You got a lot of practice behind you. Did it kind of feel like it fit? Uh, kind of the chemistry that you had, guys had when it came to that first performance. Good question. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. Mm. I think we've definitely grown a lot since that show. Yeah. And we we just uh, have just finished a little tour 
we, we went to a few different venues around Denmark and I definitely feel like it's all more comfortable and relaxed mm. now and mm. we know our places on stage and we communicate better um, but it definitely was a good experience too at Bill's Tune I remember we were all very happy with the show so yeah, yeah. I also think those first uh, show experiences are um, needed to mm. to become more relaxed we we were lucky to have a bit of footage from both of the first concerts and I know that I've been looking very uh, critically at how I'm um, presenting myself and and the music and that has helped the project to to be able to like look at how we do things and then maybe use that to change some of the worse things <laughs> preaching to the choir on this one <laughs> so yeah. I know how that's like so I was told that you've done six shows now. Mm-hmm. Is that where it's hitting? Yeah. 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 So about right. Yeah. I mean, then hitting that point a little bit harder. So going from that festival show and then insp- and then having maybe your last show, like, how does it? Um, what is like some of the biggest lessons that you guys have learned going mm-hmm. from that piece and like being a large band as well, like trying to keep that chemistry and something that's organic. Mm-hmm. Has is there something that you know you didn't see coming that? showed up because you were able to practice more together Mm. i think for me there was a turning point a few weeks back when we invited a friend to come see our show and in Mm. rehearsal just before going on tour uh and he said that it worked really well when uh we were smiling on stage (laughs) it seems so (laughs) it seems so stupid when you say it out loud but i think because a lot of the songs are very intimate and kind of depressing it just lifts the performance when we we communicate on stage and also he said specifically to me to be more light in between the songs and you know tell funny anecdotes and you know jokes or whatever (laughs) and actually I feel pretty comfortable doing that but I think I had this idea of like having to be depressed also to play depressed songs but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know (laughs) but I think that dual energy works really well, and I don't think that I knew that f- when we were playing at Bill's tune, but it mm. it seems really organic now. And yeah. Yeah. I feel more comfortable with that now, and yeah, just when he said that, it was like, of course. Yeah, I, I think we needed to hear it from somebody else. Yeah. 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 Um, that and also we that we... Just relax and just be ourselves on the stage. Yeah. You don't want to come to a show and then at, at a small venue, maybe, where people take themselves too seriously no uh, and then just uh, trying to have a straight face and, and look cool and professional and yeah. it's just a lot more fun and relaxed to see someone having fun on the stage mm-hmm. and i think we uh we we tried to do that with the last three shows at least yeah after he told us that yeah yeah thanks Rasmus. yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you Sounds like you're thinking yourself when you say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our friend was also called last week. Okay, yeah, so I was yeah, just yeah. like, did you just think yeah. yourself? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's a balance because... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird to smile when uh, we're playing a song where we know it's uh, kind of depressing lyrics. Um, but, but yeah, it's it made us think about how we were on stage. And uh, so it's kind of, yeah... It's hard balance to find uh, out how to be on, be at stage, but uh, I definitely think that we have grown a lot 
mm. these few months. Uh, it's just nice to <sighs> like <laughs> get to know our chemistry at, at the scene and yeah. yeah, with nerves and everything. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, it also comes down to energy, I think. Yeah. So it's not like uh, to say that some of the lyrics are very serious or sad m- means that there is no energy in the music. Yeah. And I don't think yeah. that we invent fun or like uh, uh, no, that's play important. a smile. Or yeah. like no. For me, at least, I try to um, yeah, just remember how it feels to play music. music also when I'm on stage because that's the place where you get most... Um, uh, what's that called? A maximum? Attentive. Yeah, attentive. Attentive of yourself. And that can be a bummer. So yeah. And also sometimes just... I think I'm just not listening too much to the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> when we're playing it live... <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> they're, they're great. Cosmos knows all the lyrics, yeah, actually. It's so lyrics. funny. Yeah. <laughs> when we are in the rehearsal room, he'll always be like, where are we taking it from? From that place where you sing. And then he'll repeat the lyrics <laughs> instead of saying like the, the chorus. Or yeah, even yeah. You're, you're like... Where is that? Where? <laughs> 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 no, but I think like it's important for us to have good chemistry and, and have fun also on stage. But I remember talking to you about like before we play Halloween Party, for example... It doesn't need to be fun there. I need I need for there to be a moment and to take a breath and kind of invite the audience into a different sort of atmosphere so that yeah, so that there's to make space for that story too. It doesn't need to be fun always. Yeah, I think as well there's a like a funny difference in uh, how we're like performing because we we wanted to do more of that like having fun on stage and making people feel that we're mm-hmm. having fun but as well we want to sort of stage it at some point with the like we want to take take it all the way down yeah with like one or two of the songs where it's completely silent and yeah yeah. You're n- not supposed to smile too much at that <laughs> point, but yeah, yeah. I, c- I, so I think it's I'll tell the band, yeah, tell you guys it's a good like balance, though. Yeah, yeah tell you like you don't need to smile here yeah. because it's okay. The, the audience will be okay even if we don't smile here yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but we're curious if someone out there uh, hears us or um, listens or sees this. It could be nice to hear if you see. Okay, it, in this song, you just completely ruined my vibe by becoming too happy about your little <laughs> musical fill on the bass or something. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, it could be nice to know if people... Respond to it. Yeah, yeah, how people feel about it. Because we've got Rasmus' opinion, and that was nice, but that's also only one opinion. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's hard to come ac- across um, real uh, criticism that's genuine when you play f- for your friends and when you try to present something that's a final product, then people want to say, wow, you're doing good. Um, but and it isn't final. Yeah. So Nothing is final on stage. I yeah. think it's always organic and moving and changing. Yeah. <coughs> and I mean, this is kind of subjective as well, like when it comes to people's interpretation. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. yeah, I've always been the receiving end with like my friends' bands. And, I'm, and it's a genuine thing of like, I saw them at the very beginning where I was like, okay, guys, this isn't a song. This is just noise. <laughs> like <laughs> you can put some structure into this, and then I like 
see them three months later and it's like the best I've ever played and then I catch two weeks later it's the best I've ever played mm. and just you get to watch that improvement so you can't like criticize them if you're like this is I've never seen anything better for you guys like I can't say anything between this so it's hard to kind of do that and give that kind of criticism but I would say the general showmanship that you know that you need to have because I know there are some artists that they don't care at all about their audience and it's just them doing it for themselves and they just happen to get here and then the people mm. that others that genuinely care about the reception that they have and what they're trying to provide for the audience as well i think yeah. we're definitely there to connect with the audience that's for, for me at least that's the most yeah. important thing yeah. yeah and yeah. it's kind of nice to like play for people because then we uh like get some reactions and see how people react at the the different songs and like maybe we have an idea of how people react at things, and then we <laughs> we are on stage, and uh, it's another song than uh, what we've been thinking. That's uh, people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's really nice to uh, get some reactions. Yeah, but I think I it's. I think it it's been well received what we've yeah. been uh, playing, and like the moments that we think are really cool in the set. Yeah, <laughs> we've also heard afterwards, and of course, at the same time as we're playing, people cheering at some points. Uh, yeah. They they feel like it's some good stuff that we're doing. Yeah, it's nice. It's been really nice to get out and play for people that are not our fans. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. we've we've gone to Scanabo and Skew in these last few weeks, and just people who don't know us and have them come up and say that they liked it. That to me just feels so. I know this is horrible, but it feels so much more genuine than coming from friends because I feel like you have to say that it's nice or like your mom saying your drawing is pretty or whatever. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been nice to get some response. Yeah. Really nice. No. Uh, I gotta ask then. So, uh, what are the next songs that you guys gonna be playing? Secrets. In the podcast, you mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah. got confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean like the ones we're working on? <laughs> no. Uh, the song that we're gonna play now is actually just gonna be me. It's called Doubt. Doubt. So I I wrote this song last spring. Uh, Maya and I were talking on the phone a lot in that period because I think we were both experiencing some of the same things in our in some relationships that. Um, that feeling of doubt, it's horrible, actually. But turns out it's pretty normal, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what the song is about. Awesome. Looking forward to it. There's only one thing that I cannot tell you. We should have plenty. Talk about I'm keeping quiet So you're getting worried But trust me It's better to Wait it out Once I am honest That seems the hardest I am not sure I can heal you 
about that song is uh it's very lyric heavy mm-hmm. and i am excited to actually sit down with you and um i noticed because we never met before until just now so i was trying to do my little research and uh get some insight into maybe like you as a musician and mm-hmm. one thing that you highlight a lot is like your lyrics mm-hmm. so i wanted to ask you given the opportunity uh how has that like journey been for you like when did you start writing and like kind of finding your voice within, you know, just yeah. pen and paper. Yeah, I've always been writing, but not songs, actually. I used to write poetry more and stories. Um, but then I started writing songs, I think, five or six years ago, maybe. Um, but it wasn't until I, <laughs> this is going to sound silly, but until I listened to Phoebe Bridgers that I, <laughs> that I really <laughs> felt fine. like I was at home in writing songs because she writes lyrics that are not uh, positive always it's also um, more sad lyrics and more introspective lyrics and I really felt like I connected with that and I felt I I don't know I just felt like somehow it was allowed to write those kind of songs after I heard her do it and I was like oh my gosh there's a whole world this is what I'm gonna do and it just kind of started flowing from there your first song if you want to. My first song. Yes. What was the first song you ever wrote? <laughs> the first song I ever wrote um, was with a friend that I did music with when I was in uh, high school, or whatever the equivalent, gymnasium. You as, got it. As a you were dead on it, yes, high school. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah she, she was a songwriter, and I met her because yeah, we were in the same class, and I started writing with her. Uh, it's not one of the songs that we played tonight. It's not super good or anything, <laughs> but it it was it was a good cool project for me. She was the lead singer in that project, and I actually played piano and did mostly backup vocals. But it was through performing with that project that I kind of realized that I wanted to be front stage, <laughs> and I wanted it to be about me and not her. <laughs> 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 and this sounds kind of silly, but I think I want it to be front stage. And I realized that through that project. So out of uh, the songs that were played, which is Dog, Halloween Party, Doubt, T-Shirt, and then uh, Blood Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you said, that Halloween Party was like the first one that you played with the band and then yeah. it went really well. Uh, and, uh, and especially when it comes to like your like interest in writing the mm-hmm. lyrics is that they kind of have stories within them. So like I'm assuming Dog is about a dog? or Well, Dog is actually a metaphor for um uh an absentee father <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um it's about a it's not my father but it's i had a friend i have a friend who has just had a really rough childhood and her father being 
abusive and alcoholic and in and out of prison and it's just about that whole when I found this out about her situation she w- she was lying to me a lot in the beginning mm. yeah and then one day she came to school and she asked if I c- she could borrow some makeup to cover up a bruise and that's kind of when the story unraveled and she started sleeping over at my house more when he was drunk and it just had a huge impact on me and I don't think I was I actually wrote this song in the beginning of this year because it's just taken me years to kind of comprehend what happened back then and it's just so sad to me that she felt like she had to lie about it I know. yeah so the dog's kind of her excuse you know the dog scratched her shoulder like that's what she would say like oh it's just the dog and it you know it dawned on me years later that it wasn't the dog it was her dad who had scratched her shoulder or whatever in a, some violent incident no yeah. i know <laughs> i have met a lot of people in my life as well um that they're sometimes maybe the happiest people that you're around and they're so good at hiding it is a talent mm-hmm. of theirs yeah and um I mean, it's it can kind of be inspiring because, uh, and this is especially with me when it comes to, like some lyrics is like some of the musicians that I love, uh, and the music that I listen to can be some of the saddest stuff that I've heard. Yeah. But like it derives a lot. Of, I derive a lot of happiness through it because it is like relatable to kind of see it. Yeah. And it's to feel kind it as of well. Cathartic. Yeah. In here to kind of go through that process in the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, doesn't necessarily make you feel as alone too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some of my especially when it comes to like some of my friends that have dealt with similar issues, not necessarily identical, uh, but their fight to find happiness Mm -hmm. is a lot, um, you know, they have to fight a little bit harder than others, than Mm -hmm. some people that take it for granted. And that's why like, I'm kind of inspired a little bit by them too. Mm -hmm. So, but that's a, I would say that's an interesting metaphor to kind of use, to name a dog. I had no idea, No. (laughs) but it's, you know, to kind of, and there are some stories in my head, too, that, like, I don't know. Like, I want to write them down and write it in my own version mm-hmm. and to kind of get it on paper, but don't necessarily know how to. Yeah. But to kind of have that practice. Is yeah. there, I guess, the same thing with, like, doubt? Like, from what you shared before, mm-hmm. that that is, like, you calling one of your friends, Maya, about mm-hmm. a specific situation that you guys realized were going through something similar. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's funny because I thought I couldn't, that's, I thought I couldn't talk about it because it felt so wrong to be in a relationship and to feel like that doubt you don't know if you love the other person anymore and I think now I've just realized it can come in phases it can be I don't know fucking hormones or whatever it can be (laughs) you're hungry (laughs) yeah Yeah. I don't know but um the first time I said it out loud (laughs) it was to Maya and we talked about it a lot and during that period because I think we were both going through similar situations and that's really what the song to me was yeah the chorus is doubt yeah I said it out loud you know I loved that actually because it hits really hard like when I heard the chorus of like you take a moment like if there's a moment of silence Mm. and then you just kind of admit it yeah like having just expressing in that way that's really what it felt like like I had had this whole period of just feeling like what I was feeling wasn't right and I, I felt so wrong and felt so guilty about it and then finally just saying it and I was like okay <laughs> it doesn't have to be an elephant in the room anymore yeah yeah and that that's the genesis of it is that conversation that you had with Maya and then the lyrics kind of came after it and it's yeah. just revolved around that experience that you had mm-hmm. with her yeah oh. I remember sending a memo to Maya and 
Facebook. You're like, here, this is our conversation and song. Uh, and then the one that I'm kind of curious about because it seemed ambiguous is T-shirt. Yeah, it actually was written in that same period and it hit me so hard when I wrote it because I tend to go really into the stories and I feel like it's true everything I write when I write it. And so this song is really about uh, n like falling out of love T-shirt and kind of realizing that what you once had isn't there anymore. And I wrote it and I... I thought that I was going to break up with my boyfriend because that was what the song was about pretty much. And I was so devastated that this song came out of me because I felt like, okay, this is it. <laughs> but then we worked things through, luckily. But that's what the song is about. It's just about falling out of love and that sadness about just feeling so powerless in the situation because you can't force that. Yeah, I mean, I wish we had control over our emotions <laughs> on those things. Oh my gosh, yeah. life would be so much simple, simpler. But where Maybe does the... Maybe too simple. <laughs> yeah, no. no uh, ignorance is bliss as well. Uh, <laughs> but um, where does uh, the name T-shirt come from then? Uh, it comes from the first line in the song. I've slept in your T-shirt for a week now. The scent of you is slowly wearing off. Yeah. So... Yeah, I kind of like to use the titles as a way of emphasizing specific points in the song. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not necessarily the chorus that names the songs. I guess in these five songs, it's been mostly that. But T-shirt is an example of it. Wanting to emphasize that. Yeah, that, that internal struggle yeah. a little bit. Blood Red. Yeah, Blood Red. Yeah, that's not in the chorus either. Yeah, well, speak of, speaking of that one, yeah. uh, Blood Red, which, um, you know, when it came to, like, one of the recordings that we did of it, like, hit pretty hard. You guys played that phenomenally well, I have to say, <laughs> and it was nice to hear it. Yeah, they play well. Yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was nice. Um, so what's, uh, you know, Blood and then Red, you know, you can put two and two together, but uh, I'm yeah. what is that one about? Well... Blood Red is, uh, the song is about um, feeling like you have different expectations of a relationship. Um, and it, to me, it was about um, wanting more from a relationship than the partner was able to give. And that feeling of him being just really restless and then this picture of the sun came into it so it's like a blood red sun um because the sun also like you know it rises and then goes down but you can't really you can never just tie it down the sun it has its own orbit mm -hmm. oh not orbit the sun doesn't <laughs> the earth orbits the sun yes <laughs> it has its own <laughs> wow i could have looked so stupid there <laughs> maybe <laughs> did yeah that's what that song is about for me. But I think there are a lot of situations where expectations create conflict in, in a lot of different relationships. It doesn't have to be romantic. But uh, yeah, expectations is really, they can be really toxic <laughs> if you don't talk about them. Yeah. No, and uh, I think especially when it comes to putting things into words a little bit, because, you know, 
Like, my mind races all the time. Like, mm-hmm. God knows how many thoughts I have in a day. Yeah. And, same. like, putting it down in writing just to kind of, like, understand, like, okay, I say this, like, maybe 20 times a day. You know, mm-hmm. this is the, the conversation I'm having with myself. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get to analyze it. So maybe, like, uh, and this is just me always spitballing, but, like, some of the songs of, like, doubt, where you're having doubts, mm-hmm. and then you finally put into words, and then you're like, oh, like, yeah. I understand what's coming from this, and then identifying where it's coming from that, like, you were doing some, like, yeah. Know, internal therapy for yourself. Yeah, definitely. It definitely feels like that sometimes. That everything just feels more simple when it's in a song. And you can kind of watch it from the outside. Look in on your own mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it's kind of crazy to, yeah. to look at it in that way. But, um, and that's, you know, you're choosing this like medium, music, to express that as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's always that saying that, like, you're sitting in front of an audience, just like thousands of people, and they're all hearing the same lyrics, but experiencing it differently. Yeah. Because, like, they have their own stories. Yeah. Um, I really, uh, I really try to have the lyrics be open enough that people can uh, experience their own narratives through the lyrics. Uh, I think that's really... Yeah, going back to Phoebe Bridgers and <laughs> that whole Spotify loop yeah. <laughs> of uh, Julian Baker, also a big oh one. Gosh. Yeah, yeah Julia Jacqueline, because um, they really do that for me. I can tell that there's heavy personal stuff behind it, but I also feel so connected to it and feel like sometimes they're telling my story. And mm-hmm. yeah, I hope maybe one day somebody's going to feel that way <laughs> with my music. You may be surprised to find a lot of people that do. Um so if I can kind of pivot back to the origin of like you starting, what was your first uh, instrument that you picked up? Piano. piano. When I was eight, uh, we had a piano at home and I started playing on it. And But I did classical piano for many years and kind of got out of it. And then I went to high school in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where I did uh, a chorus and the musical and things like that and music became kind of fun for me again because it it had kind of become this thing that my dad wanted me to do with the classical piano and I always got so nervous at the recitals and I thought it was awful and (laughs) (laughs) but then I started doing all the fun parts of music and I went back into it and I started doing it more from a different place in my body I think yeah Yeah. I mean taking your own like you know I would say that there can be some, you can be thankful for your dad throwing music into <laughs> such an early age. And, like, and then I'm now I'm going to take this that. and make it my own yeah. a little bit. So like you're the guitar player here. Like yeah. when did you end up, did you self-teach? Like, Yeah. Self-taught? Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Um, when I was traveling a few years ago, I started playing the Spanish guitar. Oh, the um, lovely one right there. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't bring my own, but when I stayed at the hostels and stuff like that, I would I was traveling alone, and I would take whatever stupid guitar they had lying around, and I would sit, I don't know, in in the sun (laughs) and play it for myself and started learning Amy Winehouse songs and Adele songs at that time. And I I remember I hated the beret chords because they (laughs) were so hard for me to do. And... But then there was this one Amy Winehouse song that I really wanted to play, so I had to learn to play an F chord (laughs) with the beret. Uh... But then I heard Mitski play, mm-hmm. and she plays uh, elect- electric guitar. And I think her whole thing has always been, like, you don't need to be a genius to bring your guitar on stage. Like, you don't need to be great at it. 
that's not the point. The point is give like giving an experience with your instrument and your voice and your story. And so that really inspired me and I started feeling okay, I maybe I haven't played the guitar since I was 5, but I can pick it up now and I can still play when I want and yeah, it just really inspired a lot of songs for me to start playing guitar and the the electric guitar especially because I like the noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a uh, it's actually nice to hear because I'm trying to pick up an instrument at the age of 24 and I'm like, did I miss my opportunity to you like definitely do that? didn't. Yeah. But to n- I know and that's always the thing is like you don't always have to be the best at it, but if it's like a personal goal just to kind of have it in the, mm-hmm. you know, periphery of your mind that that's that's nice to have. Yeah. I think the band will tell you that I've gotten a lot better at playing the electric guitar than when we first started out. <laughs> I think I, I was lacking a bit at that first concert. <laughs> nah, you seemed so natural. I mean, all of you did when it came to your instruments. So you fooled me. Good. Say, yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I just have to say that it's nice to have you here. And given the, the time that you guys have dedicated to come and, you know, speak with us. Yeah. And to also play so for us. Thank you so much for inviting us. It's been really nice what is the next songs that you'll be playing well i think the final one is t-shirt that's yeah. right uh we already talked a little bit about it yeah it's one of the quieter songs the heartbreak song <laughs> but uh, yeah i hope you enjoy it <laughs> thank you this song's called t-shirt
Dream of.